0: So we're gonna be hearing now from uh the hopeful, wokeful, wokeful, uh there's some people calling her, uh some say she's uh the, the 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 woke lady here in New York State. This is of course Governor Kathy Hochul. So a lot of people calling her uh Hokel uh or Wokel or the local or whatever. Much of her five hundred thousand votes that she garnered, garnered are, are basically coming from the uh, Buffalo, Rochester, upstate, western New York area, where a lot of people did turn out for the hometown girl. Uh, you know, she is uh, maybe not exactly uh, the most popular candidate of Buffalo, but she is the only candidate of Buffalo. And one thing the people in western New York, having lived there for a number of years, One thing I do know, they do get united and and they do rally around their, you know, their people. Half a million votes, uh, uh, you know, probably the vast majority of them. Um, and of course the first time the Democratic Party, or the first time a major, well not the first time a major political party, but the first time a, um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Democratic Party has chosen a woman to be the nominee for governor. Many thought Andrew, um, Cuomo was going to come back somehow and, uh, You know, swing things and play things around, Uh, but some people say behind the scenes he may have been uh, playing around as well. We have not heard from the usual rivals of the Democrats up in the Buffalo area or in western New York. Uh, In fact, many of them are quiet. They say that what has happened down here in New York City may eventually happen up in Buffalo. Usually in Erie County, which is where Buffalo is located, the the usual situation is. buffalo and itself uh normally goes uh, and has been for a long time a democrat struggle while the surrounding towns tonawanda niagara falls uh, the the area of chituaga uh you know uh, all of these uh, smaller cities around the area kenmore Amherst, um you know uh, they, they all tend to gravitate to more conservative uh, communities. And uh, that primarily is because um, the area, which is the second largest in population in New York State after New York City, and when you go by comparison, when you say, oh, it's the second largest, it still is very sparsely populated when you compare it to New York City. Um, but it is very. Much more affordable than living in New York City, up in New York State. Uh, the biggest amount of budget they ever got in, in the Buffalo area and Niagara Falls area was something called the Buffalo Billion a few years back, which they managed to wrangle out of the hands of the state of New York and get some real funding into the city of Buffalo. Uh, and this happened, of course, when uh, Byron Brown became mayor and uh, he essentially um, single handedly, uh, you know, really. Went to the state officials and uh, did not want to preside over the funeral of a city, essentially, because Buffalo at that time, when when uh, Mayor Brown took over, was essentially a, a city that was practically falling apart. Kathy Oka was one of the one of the Congress persons. I don't remember where she won. Uh, I've heard about it. I was not living in Buffalo at that time, but this was in the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, or mid 2000s, rather. Um, and uh, she was popular as a congressperson there, but eventually she did lose. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is, as you say, history. Her husband, though, was a prosecutor uh, in, in the area, very popular, and was one of the prosecutors who went after a political camp rival in two occasions. Uh, they went after uh, Paladino, uh the uh, the uh you know Carl Palladino phenomenon <laughs> he was the other western New Yorker who ran for governor famously against um, um Andrew Cuomo some years ago and lost very much so uh because of uh well he was just called Palladino um <laughs> he just had that attitude that, that was kind of Kind of different and, uh, you know, very, very, very different. Of course, the city of Buffalo is probably celebrating a little bit, especially as the Democrats in Buffalo. I'm not saying, you know, it's like people dancing in the street. Oh, no, no. It's, it's not like that. She's just a hometown girl who did good. And she's actually from Amherst, not from Buffalo itself. So there's a, there's a slight difference there. But the difference between Buffalo and Amherst is like crossing the street. Uh, one part of Buffalo, the northern part of the city, you just take... A bus, or uh, uh, what we call it, uh, the, the, the the lone subway line, and you're in Amherst. And, you know, that's that's basically it. Uh, there's only one trolley car, come subway line that runs through the city of Buffalo. Goes from downtown Buffalo near the waterfront, um, and ends up uh, over in uh, the University of Buffalo, which uh, is water. I'm not really sure. uh, Don't get me wrong, there. I- I, I could be wrong if I remember about where it is. There's a mall near it, yeah. Uh, but that is no longer part of the city of Buffalo. The city of Buffalo is actually not that big, uh, but the surrounding towns make it a big area. It is, as I said, the second largest metropolitan area in the state of New York. And it, that metropolitan area almost reaches to the, the next nearest largest cities of Rochester, uh, which is smaller than Buffalo. And then uh, to the south of that is uh, Syracuse. But that essentially makes up western New York is Buffalo and Rochester. Syracuse technically is central New York. So it's it's, a different area. But uh, western New York runs up to the border with uh, Pennsylvania, the next biggest city. Over on the other side is Erie. Uh, Not to be confused with Erie County, which is where Buffalo is located. Niagara Falls is the next big city over. Anything north of Buffalo, you go past it, you swim the river, you're in Canada. You're in another country. So so that's the difference there. Anyhow, let's listen to Kathy Hochul uh, getting a little bit over 500,000 votes in her victory. And uh, how uh, she, uh, she did uh, with this uh, uh, thing last night, uh, about seven hours ago, when she issued uh, these remarks after Genoi. Here she is. that's
1: well, nice and quiet. You can my mom voice. I know that I'm on this stage for many reasons. I'm here because of the unconditional love of my family, starting with my parents, Jack and Pat Courtney, starting married life in a trailer park. I'm here because of the undying love of my life partner, my soulmate, my husband Bill. And need I point out, that is New York's first, first gentleman, Bill Hochul. And I have two children who were preschoolers when their mother first ran for office. In my opinion, they turned out okay. They may have another story about living the life of the children of a lifelong politician, but Katie and Bill Hochul, and your life partners as well, Christina and Matt. I thank you for all the sacrifice and the love you give me. And also you gave me beautiful Sophia, my first granddaughter, who was behind the stage. You'll see her in the next election night as well. But I'm also standing here because of the tireless work of so many men and women of labor who are out there protecting our families and protecting our rights. And our, and our faith leaders and those who are focused on lifting our community up, and the community leaders and all the party leaders and the faithful and the people who have been out there knocking on doors and standing at subway stops. I love meeting you at subway stops. I might be back out there tomorrow. Who knows? I'm also here because. I stand on the shoulders of generations of women. Generations of women who constantly had a bang up against that glass ceiling. To the women of New York, this one's for you.
0: So that's basically uh, it. Of course, uh, you know some of her comments uh, go further on, a lot more political. Uh, but, but let's uh, listen in now to, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the speech is, is kind of, I guess the, the crowd is pretty much uh, tired after all the campaigning and, and everything, and they, and they just kind of ramble on there. But uh, you do have, uh, you know, uh, her opponent will be Congressman Lee Zeldin. Zeldin is a, uh, uh, a lawyer by training. But uh, a soldier by uh, profession, he was a he was a, uh, a military uh, uh, attorney. Um, you know, with the 82nd Airborne, he he served uh, uh, in the Gulf War and, the, and even more more recently in Afghanistan. Uh, he has a long history of service uh, when he joined the uh, United States Army and uh, served with the uh, with the 82nd Airborne. Division and later went on to, I believe, be one of the uh, um, uh, a military lawyer essentially serving within the, the U.S. Army, uh, straight after 9 11, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he defeated Andrew Giuliani, the son of uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, you know, who, who got punched in the back and is sadly being ignored by Mayor Eric Adams because, well, the person who punched him in the back probably worked for Adams for all we know. But uh, you know, and, and the uh the next uh, person in this uh uh race of course was um uh Rob Astorino. And uh Rob unfortunately didn't make it all the way through. There's a, there's another guy who went in there who had a lifelong battle dealing with Tourette's and and uh you know came in I I think it's uh Williams, I don't know his his first name, but he actually beat out Wilson, uh, who was a businessman who entered the race but but didn't quite didn't quite get into it. But uh, you know, let's let's look at what uh Lee Zeldin had to say. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play all four of the Republican uh candidates, but uh I'm sorry, Rob Astorino ran on the, on the Democratic side. He came in third uh behind um, someone else. Uh who came in uh, behind uh, uh Governor Hokel. So let's listen to uh Congressman Lee Zeldin. And uh, you know, the thing that, that everybody has to kind of remember with uh with Republican um uh, uh, the Republican candidates uh here in New York, uh is is this very, 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 very plainly. And that is, of course, that in New York State, uh, it is a very blue state. Uh, the vast majority of uh, registered voters are Democrats, followed by Independents, followed by Republicans. Republicans actually make up a smaller group than Independents by a very marginal number. And that is how the swings happen. The entire number of Republican votes that turned out and voted and gave Lee Zeldin a victory um, if you add it up, the top three uh, candidates uh, only reach 370,000 votes. If you look at the votes that just Kathy Hochul got, it was over half a million votes. So that kind of tells you right there. You know, it's only the primary; there's a long way to go. But that kind of tells you right there what exactly this is all about. Now, uh, ironically, let's go to Channel Two Buffalo which carries a speech from, uh, from Gov- uh, governor, Governor uh, candidate, uh, uh, Lee Zeldin and, uh,
1: Side to side with this state. Walk it down side to side of this state. And we heard from each and every New Yorker. We had our hands
0: at this moment but i will i will try and get that name for you as she uh introduces or, or is making an introduction speech here to uh the uh governor uh, uh toyo uh candidate for the republican party in in new york state the uh nominee of the republican party for the gubernatorial race which will take place in november here is lee Elden. They're, they're playing something about strippers booties at a Lee Zeldin rally. Okay. The, the choice of music sometimes of these guys just ain't exactly just ain't exactly conservative here. <laughs> anyway, here comes uh, here comes Lee Zeldin, I believe, to the stage. Is this Zeldin? I don't think so. Let's see who this is. Yeah, I believe this is of course Zeldin uh, coming to the stage, shaking hands, giving hugs, United Party, the different candidates uh, from the from from the party, although the Giuliani's are not present. Uh, obviously it's still a, a little, you know, it, it stings a little like uh, like Rudy's back. But uh, you know, it it, it, it is uh, moving forward. And uh, let's see you know, how it goes. Here's the uh, governor-elect, or governor-elect, there's uh, the uh, Republican nominee, Lee Zelman. These things take too long, what a lot of drama. Okay, here they go, here it he goes, he's gonna talk now.
1: Maybe, maybe, is he gonna say something? one party rule will end. Kathy Hochul will get fired. We will restore balance and common sense to Albany again. Out there across this great state, we have people of all walks of life. In all counties and all regions of New York. New Yorkers hitting their breaking they're deciding whether or not to stay here or head to other places. More than any other state in the entire country right now, we're seeing with this population loss one party rule, supermajorities in the assembly and Senate, an outsized power of people who self describe as socialists. Why are New Yorkers hitting this breaking point? They don't feel safe on our streets and on subways and in their homes and in their places of employment. They feel like life in New York is unaffordable, that their money will go further somewhere else, that in order to live the American dream, it doesn't align with what they always wanted to be, the New York dream. For all of us who are still here, all the empires stayed home. Inspire for a New York that is restored to glory. We can't do it all serve, protect, treasure, freedom. We believe that government should not be trying to rule our lives, but that the people should feel like they're in charge of their government. <laughs> to goals. Uh, she's in over her head. She's a, a walking identity crisis, to be honest. She's been pandering to a far left in this state. She was concerned about her primary today, and because of that, when the tax and spend liberals controlling Albany, when the pro criminal liberals controlling Albany were insisting on policies that would take our state in the wrong direction, Kathy Hochul didn't stand up and lead them instead. She got led by the far left. She willingly got rolled by them. And out there right now across this state are Republicans and conservatives and independents and disenfranchised Democrats who all care about the future of the state. They're thinking about their breaking point in all corners of New York, understanding the states. For us, we believe that public service is about serving the public. Bobby Opal has been acting as if the public is there to serve her. Unilaterally extending her COVID emergency powers without seeking approval from the state legislature. When we were calling for a repeal, a major overhaul, the cashless bail, even New York city mayor, Eric Adams called for a major overhaul to cashless bail. Kathy Hochul said she needed to see more data as, as we were critical about the Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg, Kathy Hochul said that we should cut him some slack and he just got there that he was doing his job. While we believe that there's an opportunity in this state to unleash the prosperity of reversing the state's ban on the safe extraction of natural gas, one party democratic rule looks to go in the opposite direction. We have a plan to enact the largest tax cut in the history of the state. We want all New Yorkers to be able to stay, to live here, to thrive, and not have to leave. Right now, you look at other states where you feel like your money will go further. You will feel safer. You will live life freer. Our campaign is a campaign to try to convince you to stay, to make sure that your family who has left will come back. They want to come visit. They should feel safe when they do so. Right now, right now in Flushing, Queens, is a, a loyal, liberal, Democrat, Asian-American parent who is concerned about one of their own getting pushed in front of an oncoming subway car and being killed, stabbed to death in their apartment in Lower Manhattan, beaten to death on the streets because of anti-Asian hate in Brooklyn. There's a young Jewish boy who may be walking to their yeshiva or leaving prayer, who may become the next victim of a violent anti-Semitic attack. I hear about this Sikh community telling me stories about how one of their own is attacked with raw, violent hate for that Asian American Mom and dad who prioritizes their son and daughter's education above all else. They recognize that we should be challenging our students to go as far as possible and recognizing what success and hard work is. There's that young Hispanic family in the city, and the young Black family in the city stuck in multi-generational poverty. Their kids stuck in poor-performing public schools. They should have access to a quality education just like everybody else. As our state's next lieutenant governor says, this isn't just a red wave. This is a, this is a common sense wave. It's a common sense wave that reaches out to everybody across this state our counties and our regions. We're reaching out to all of you to work with us to save New York. This is a rescue mission to save our state and losing is not an option.
0: And that, of course, is the remarks of uh, Lee Zeldin. An- another thing, uh, a lot of my friends were, were looking at last night, and we're and we're talking about, uh, of course, was a guy I supported last uh, time around, well here in uh, the Woodside Queens area, uh, who was running for councilor uh, during during the last Democratic primary. Yeah, I actually supported something in Democratic primary. What a mistake. The the. Uh, the thing that with this uh, case, of course, he is gonna be the first Filipino-American candidate uh, who's won a primary election for a major post in the state of New York. And, you know, congratulations, Mr. Stephen Raga, you actually went and won, you did it, uh, and it just took practically everybody in the Filipino community gathered together. And the last time around, uh, un- un- unfortunately, he seemed to focus on outside the Filipino community, very much so and uh, well, did, didn't really get that much support because uh, his political uh, team at that time were more focused on other communities uh, here in the Woodside area. It was a very little turnout. So if you had 3000 votes, basically you won, that, 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 that's it. And uh, uh, I believe the, the vote Total may actually be higher than that. I have not looked at the numbers yet. Uh, it's still relatively early in the morning here in New York City as I'm posting this. But I called him a couple of times, wanted to congratulate him to, to uh, you know, uh, say sorry about the Calvo jokes. You know, hey, you know,
1: hey,
0: whatever. But the reason I got on him and his people and I really kind of took him to task, uh, not him personally, but his campaign team. Was there were nonstop text messages. There were there were messages on Facebook. There were there were uh, things like this that, that just keep going out and trying to raise money and raise money and raise money. When in fact it was very well known that he was leading about seventy thirty. And you know, as uh, the late uh, John F. Kennedy, as as uh, as his father once said, you know, nobody should be made to pay for a landslide. Uh, you know, maybe in the next round he's fighting against someone else, in a different party. I believe he's fighting against Sean Lally, will be the uh, the candidate who I've also interviewed. You can look here in the podcast, and and you can listen to Sean. Uh, most of the other candidates, Republican or Democrat, actually call me back. This one, well, he's got stuff stuck up his butt, so that's that's his problem. But let's listen to him and what he has to say. Uh, you know, he's got to learn that once you enter public office, he's gotta be like Brian Barnwell, who really was a public servant and really did serve the people in his constituency, regardless of their political or physical color.
1: Pristina Raga. Thanks. Thanks everybody for for, for joining. I did not write anything because, uh, as for Victoria, I had to just think of when the poll sites were closing at 9 p.m., so uh, uh, still, that's still where my brain is at. Uh, and I was told by everybody who got better grades in math that we have statistically beaten uh, any possibilities. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, uh, I have. Continue to that course to the general election because you won the primary.
0: So you heard that that Stephen Raga, a Democrat, uh, he won in New York for the primary for the 30th State Assembly District. Uh, I interviewed his opponent, a kid fresh out of high school, uh, you know, with a very nice uh, attitude towards uh, being a part of it. But basically, Raga is backed by practically the entire Democratic Party machine in New York State, uh, by many of the key Filipino American political leaders. And uh, it would be very hard for Raga to lose. It's it's his race to lose, basically. Uh, You know, uh, he's even endorsed by the uh, vice chair of the Democratic Party. So that tells you a lot right there. Uh, I am Mike of New York. That is the latest on what is happening uh, with the primaries last night. uh, There were some other races where Filipino Americans are involved, and some of them are still uh, going forward. We will take a look at that uh, with the race of Ron Falcone, who is running in Ohio. Uh, There is also uh, some other results from California that we're still waiting for that we haven't gotten to see. Of course, the attorney general there is Filipino. I'm not really sure if Sean Reyes is up for re-election in Utah. But those are some of the other Filipino Americans who are running. There are other Filipino Americans also in New York State who have filed and uh, taken part, but they're just not part of the big national scene of, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they run essentially as your average American. Uh, the fact that they're Filipino American, the fact that they're AAPI, they don't really uh, bring that much of the to the forefront, at least. In this particular case, it's different for Mr. Raga because, of course, he's running in New York City where every little bit helps uh and every political camp that you can uh organize with especially if it's uh your own people or your peeps is very important in a very highly ethnically divided city uh, that is run by a uni party uh of the democratic party with all its different factions i'm Mike of new york that's it that's the latest for me